Welcome to Mall Talk. I'm Paige Weldon. I'm Emily Fay. Let's talk about the mall. Emily, you know this. Maybe our listeners know. I don't know, but it's my birthday month. And as a result, not that I'm a birthday month person. <laughs> it's your birthday year. <laughs> it's my birthday year. And so Madewell reached out and they did send me $25 <laughs> off. I said, thank you so much for reaching out, Madewell. I really appreciate <laughs> this. Um, and so I have th- for the month of December, they told me you just no catch except that you have to use it during the month it's sent to you. $25 off of any purchase this twenty six dollar is the minimum price absolute best corporate birthday gift in the game they fucking got me dude i was like i'll be i'll be right there i am on madewell.com i am i am ready to make a purchase it's like (laughs) you can use that you can find something for twenty six dollars and spend one dollar that's so easy it's awesome. And I know you could take the approach and they're probably hoping you'll take the approach of just buying something much more expensive than that and just enjoying the discount. But that's not what I did. Um, I, I went on and I found something that was, I believe, I believe it was originally $45. Uh, There's a 30% mm-hmm. off sale going on. So with my 25 off, my 30% off, I did purchase a pair of slippers for $7.12. That is essentially the price of a good cup of a drink. A good <laughs> That's cup like an of a expensive drink. coffee. I was going to say coffee, <laughs> then I'm like, I'm, it's probably more of like a matcha latte with oat milk. <laughs> yeah, definitely an alternative milk is being added for $1 extra. Uh, but I mean, that's like, I felt like I bought... I felt like I bought slippers at Marshall's That's or something. Incredible. So hopefully they are um, comfortable. Obviously, I didn't have an but opportunity the best to part try is them on. It doesn't on. really matter. <laughs> Who cares? Seven <laughs> bucks. Um, so I'm pretty pretty amped. Emily, you said that you never get the twenty five. So the off. thing is, I literally just learned that this was their birthday present, like last <laughs> month, when my coworker mentioned it, and I was like, "Excuse me." <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you say $25 off? I've never gotten it. And I'm in their rewards programs. I get emails from them. I thought I put my birthday in there. I have mentioned it in the store. Like, there's a birthday thing, right? I thought it was just like a percentage discount. Like, oh, I never got it. And she said something that was a little more complicated than I wanted to deal with at the time. But had I known... I mean, this is off. I would have dealt with it. I can't believe yeah. I'm missing out on this. Well, as long as you make sure that they have the information by your next birthday, I'm, I'm not worried. I know. But I'm going to set an alarm in my, in my calendar <laughs> for like um, for like March 15th. So I have plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> the Ides. Um, okay. That's it for mall news this week. <laughs> let's let's bring in our guest. Uh, today we are joined by Adam Conover. Hi, Adam. Hi. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you for being here. We're so psyched to talk malls with you. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a subject I almost never discuss. But but now why is that? That's what this is making me think. It's a long, <laughs> a long-awaited topic of conversation for me. I'm often sitting around going, why don't I have anyone to talk about malls with? And now now I can't. So this is a delight. This is honestly a service to me not just to your audience (laughs) (laughs) fantastic um do you by chance remember the last time you were at a mall yeah i actually think this is gonna make me sound uh very rich but it was (laughs) last it was when i was in hong kong about 
two years ago, uh, went for my anniversary uh, with Lisa, my girlfriend, and 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 the reason for that is I don't really go to malls in L.A. I think the only mall I've been, you know what there's a chance I went to the Americana or something to watch a movie, mm-hmm. but you know I'm going to watch a movie. I'm walking through the mall. You know I'm right. not like shopping at right. the mall. Um, or I used to go to the Beverly Center because they had an Apple store there and it was near where I worked. And when I needed to get my iPhone screen replaced, I would have to go to the Beverly Center and go like, why is there a Ferrari store here? <laughs> uh, but uh, Hong Kong is like, a, you guys would love this city because it's like a whole, what if a, the whole city was a mall? Is basically right. what it is. Like literally, I have never seen so many Gucci stores. Um, it's well, it's, you know me and Emily, we love we Gucci. We love Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the whole place is like a luxury mall. Like mm-hmm. there's luxury mm-hmm. stores everywhere, and luxury culture is really huge there. Like you'll just be on the subway and you'll just see people wearing like you know a a big designer belt buckle with like the designer logo on it like huge in a way that you know you wouldn't even see in New York City it's just like very much something everyone would wear there and like literally to you know you get off the subway and you are going to whatever restaurant or whatever uh you know uh, landmark you are walking through a mall to get there it's like the streets are malls yeah um and pretty pretty wild and Yes, we did buy some stuff that was too expensive, um, but, <laughs> but we only bought brands that were like, we got to buy mall brands that don't exist in the U.S. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was the rule. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. It's yeah. just like, I could just pick this up at the Galleria when I'm home, you know? Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Uh, we talk about, fun. sometimes we talk about Vegas as kind of a mall city yeah. as well. Yeah. But yeah, certain, yeah, that's that's cool. Um, but so if you if you go to the mall in general, here in LA it's just to go to a movie or something like that I think so yeah or to go to the Apple store or to go very <laughs> functional sure Apple that's stores like, live in malls that's it's where almost they live. like a DMV type visit I gotta go to the Apple store it's better I if need, you have an appointment yeah yeah uh-huh. I gotta go do this thing and that's like that'll take you to the mall when you wouldn't go otherwise and then right. you're like well as long as I'm here, let me pop in to whatever else. I might you know. as well see what's going on at Lolly and Pops. Man, um, if only the DMV had a big singing fountain. They should. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I think people would mind it a lot less. I don't love the, the L.A. Cal- Southern California outdoor mall, though. Uh, it kind of wigs me out. So it's not like my favorite place to go. Like I walk around and go like. This is nice. Yeah, sure. This is nice. And then I'm like, I don't I don't know. That's uneasy. People live in <laughs> some there... of them? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is always a weird moment when you re- when you realize you're you're looking up at apartments at the yeah. Americana. Is there a it's... specific thing that sort of like, you know, weirds you out about them? It's just not the mall experience I grew up with, you know, the in I grew mm. up with the indoor mall, the East Coast indoor mall. And it's the yeah. same as like when, you know, my first time I was on the campus of like uh, a high school in uh, or actually, no, this happened when I was a kid. I grew up on Long Island, but when I was in 10th grade, my family lived in Florida for one year because my dad got a position at FSU that lasted one year. And the high school was like outside, you know, it was yep. like you you walked outside from class to class. And I was like, I don't like this. 
This is That's weird so funny. To me. I have the opposite feeling whenever I'm like watching <laughs> yeah, a TV same. show where the high school is all in one place. I'm like, what the fuck? Where are the portables? Like, what's happening? <laughs> because I grew up in Southern California, same as Emily, and everything's outside. Um, which I was always told it's because of earthquakes. Uh, that they don't no. want it to be one big building. I mean, um, that but makes, I, um, that makes sense cheap. to me. They don't have to build as much <laughs> building that way. Yeah, it also might have been have a rumor the like the same. It's the same as the rumor that we had never lost a homecoming game. It was just something everyone said, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was necessarily true. I have but. never heard that, but it could make sense. But also maybe, I mean, I personally liked that you got sunlight in between yeah. classes <laughs> you yeah. know it's like mm. do, 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 walking through the quad <laughs> <laughs> let me run to my class that, that is that was the impossible other thing to reach <laughs> in so seven minutes out. or whatever like my high yeah. school is a very large plot of land it was like literally impossible to walk straight from like pe to like the english building it's not my fault i was late to health every day after our 10 minute break that's not my <laughs> fault wait adam i feel like i skipped over this were there any good purchases that are, are noteworthy purchases at the hong kong mall that that you want to share yeah i mean i lisa got me a pair of sneakers from a brand called hogan there was a store called hogan at this mall and we had never heard of it and they had some cool sneakers As hulk and, it like Hulk Hogan, yes, uh, spelled that way, but I don't yeah. think he mm. was involved. Um, and okay. that's what he did with all his gawker money. Was he opened a brand, uh, brand, <laughs> a line of luxury sneakers in Hong Kong? No, it's an Italian brand that is not active in the United States. I believe you can get it in Europe and you can get it in Hong Kong, I guess, and maybe okay, other. So it's like cities the it's like the vaccine in that way. <laughs> yes, very similar. Yes, but um. And so that's kind of, it's kind of neat. They were, they're leather sneakers, too expensive, but you know, it's an anniversary trip. You can splurge on one thing. And, uh, and they are nice because people say, oh, I like those shoes. I'm like, yeah, they're, they're like, what are they? I'm like, they're Hogan's. And they're like, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> so I blow all the sneaker heads' minds with my weird <laughs> off-brand Italian sneakers. Um, and then I think, uh, let's see, uh, like, I think. I got Lisa like a nice Comme de Garçon wallet. There's a lot of, you know, mm, mm-hmm. there's a lot of like, you know, you can really just go, go experience the weird luxury fashion culture and like how much of there is that, you know, and I think one of my favorite things about this kind of shopping, Lisa and I always used, used to do this when we first started dating in New York City, we would go to uh, like the big department stores like Lord and Taylor and stuff like that. And this had a little bit of the same effect where it makes you feel rich to go. Like, yeah. like you spend yeah. 20 minutes in the store and you're like, yeah, I mean, what do I think about Comte Garçon's new fall line? Like, I don't know if it's uh, <laughs> flattering. I could, I mean, $700 for a t-shirt. That's not the most expensive t-shirt here. I could consider it, you know, or whatever. Um, and it's fun to just inhabit that world mentally for a minute. Even when you're not buying stuff. Like, it's very easy to get desensitized just being yeah. around it. Like, that's yeah. how I have felt working in luxury retail. Mm-hmm. Like, it's stuff that I could never buy. And but it's you like, touch should all the time. And like, yes, but I touch all the time. Yeah. So sometimes we're just yeah. like, oh, this one is like really well priced. This one's cheap. <laughs> and it's like a year of my rent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like- a little bit of that. Like, I'm 
fancy thing at Westfield Century City. <laughs> yeah. Where I'm like, ooh, I mean, I'm near a store I've never even heard and of it's like before. When I'm, it's still like when I'm buying something, I'm like, oof, 70 bucks. Yikes. Yeah. But then like yeah. in different yeah. settings, I'm like, oh, that's not so bad in theory. Because <laughs> it resets your like norm of what you think is normal. And you see other people buying it. And you're like, oh, this must be something people buy without realizing that you've been sort of sucked into like a collective fantasy of what is worth a worthwhile purchase. You know, because right. yeah. none of that stuff is a worthwhile purchase. Like the, like the Conde Garçon wallet I bought Lisa was like, uh, it was like 200 bucks maybe and that's that's expensive but it's a really nice wall it's a leather wallet it does not break down it's like one it's like literally one object that's like in her purse that makes her feel ah this is nice to touch and yeah, it's like, like not bad to have that one thing legitimately not bad for a luxury good yeah like it's like not and and you but but like none of the other shit <laughs> in that section <laughs> is worthwhile right. and even me saying okay this one thing is worth it is me buying in a little bit because yeah. the fact is it's not necessary it doesn't it doesn't work better as a wallet particularly mm-hmm. and once you then you start sliding down the whole rabbit hole and you know you start believing in these things you know there's like a weird thing where mentally you start to feel better than the stuff yeah. uh, b- and and because you feel better at it better than it then when you finally identify something you do want well then it's justified because i was smart enough to see through all the other bullshit. <laughs> right right yes. but it's just that's the psychological trick they're playing on you like yeah. when you go to the store as we used to do as we did and make fun of everything for being too expensive and stupid you're still you're, it's still working on you, you yeah you're I mean? yeah. still registering what they have for later yeah. and and keeping it in mind yeah definitely you're shopping you're, yeah. you're still shopping when you're doing that even if you don't buy anything you're still right. actively shopping in the store yeah um, mm-hmm. but can, i do recommend yeah. i don't know if those new york city departments stores exist anymore but i do recommend we went to the fur vault and just tried on hundred thousand dollar furs in lord and taylor i do recommend it unless oh my you, god i mean i would never buy a fur but um right it's but like you, pretty... it's fun to feel like cruella Deville for a moment you know yeah. just, just to you can put on her coat and be like ha, and take a funny picture with the advent of instagram they might get crankier about you doing that because i bet a lot more people do That's yeah for the true. photo op yeah. yeah um okay but so what you're used to what you grew up on is long island in indoor malls mm-hmm. yes yes and, and do you like those malls eh, i mean they're fine <laughs> i was never a huge mall kid but i did spend a fair mall. my main memory of the mall i grew up at which is smith haven mall on long island um i read the mall's wikipedia page uh in preparation for this great it mentioned a lot of interesting so things about the, the mall page. for instance the mall had an original alexander calder sculpture which was he's a I saw famous that. sculptor, yeah, um, and and that was it was mm-hmm. hanging in the food court, and they called it Calder Court as a result. I remember it being called Calder Court. Oh, I wow. didn't know the sculpture as a kid, um, and then apparently in recent years they sold the sculpture and they renamed it Saturn Court because there's a Saturn dealership <laughs> that sponsored it, which is oh, which I, I love. much more mall like. I always. <laughs> 
I always love when something is named after a sponsor. I just feel like it's just so absurd. I think I think we talked about this at one point, but I always yeah. loved there was a brief period when this um, venue in San Diego was called uh, what it used to be called Coors Amphitheater. Then it became Cricket Wireless Amphitheater. <laughs> and then it became Sleep Train Amphitheater, which is not what you want when no. you're, you're, you're trying to entertain people. It's just so funny. Hey, boy, this performance Petco is Park. <laughs> yeah i'm it's so like, comfortable it's almost as if like the sponsor you know it's like hey maybe you're allowed to choose a name yeah. but yeah it, like <laughs> yeah yeah but like I mean, cricket wireless amphitheater it's really that rough. does seem really <laughs> i'll tell you the best I'll tell you the, the, just... the best version of this ever done is uh, uh the mets ballpark is city field and it's Citibank, but it's just C-I-T-I field. And that's very nice because it sounds like a normal word. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. As it's long not as you don't bad. See it that's not out. bad. <laughs> it's not. Um, yeah. It's, it seemed cool that it had like this mall initially had a bunch of cool art. And then they just slowly over time were like, never mind. We're, that's not what we care about. Yeah. I mean, um, I, well, I think when malls got started in America, there was an idea that they were, you know, it was like lo- middle class values, a little highbrow. You know, let's let's bring culture to people like that was part of the the culture of malls. Of course, that very quickly fell by the wayside <laughs> and now it's all sunglass <laughs> huts and shit. But yeah, that was yeah. like part of the initial like this was in the early wave of malls. This place was built like in the 60s uh, and it yeah. felt like it like in retrospect. Oh, yeah, it felt like it was from the 60s. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. great. That's mm-hmm. that's what we're always wishing for mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. all the malls did their huge remodels in the 90s where they just took away like any defining characteristic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And it's like just how made I always so boring. I always lament that the Ontario Mills, which I used to go to when I was a kid, they used to have in the food court big forks and spoons with like peas and carrots on them. And I don't know. I can't think of a single good reason why they got rid of that. It was <laughs> so fun. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know why this this was the trend for a while. But yeah, um, I guess Alexander Calder was like the mo the mobile. There thing. was a big the, mobile, like a metal, yeah. me, a me, big metal mobile hanging from the roof of this <laughs> great big food court area. My main yeah. memory of the food court was not of the sculpture. It was of Sabaro, where <laughs> I would get a lot of like you know meatball parmesan sandwiches uh (laughs) we don't talk about the sandwiches we don't talk about the sandwiches we We may be pasta freaks but we're not we're not sandwich um um it was all about sabaro uh, the sandwich (laughs) deviants (laughs) we're pasta freaks Um, freaks. The, the wikipedia entry though did leave out it didn't mention the main activity that I always did at this mall, which was buy an enormous bag of sour warheads from whatever the candy <laughs> store was. I don't remember the name of the candy store. Just I just would buy like 30 sour warheads <laughs> and eat them all at the mall and then <laughs> like seriously damage like my teeth and tongue to the extent that it was painful for me to eat food for the next two days like i don't even know why they made this shit because i would like put this thing in my mouth and then you're like playing hot potato with it in your mouth like bouncing it around like between different parts of your tongue because it's like searing if if it's on any of them for too long 
Uh, and but I always a good it. sign was, with food if if you're trying to keep it off your tongue. <laughs> yeah, uh, strangely enough, but like I love these things. I was a very big sour candy kid. My mouth is like salivating just thinking about it. Um, like I'm literally <laughs> having to swallow my saliva because it's When's like the oh last yeah, give me time some. you had some really sour candy. The last time I. I don't know. I mean, I will still get sour candy if I have the choice to, but I was like, I was addicted to it as a kid. I remember thinking, yeah, I'm a sour candy guy. I like yeah, sour that's candy. That's an identity. It's for me. That's what I like. Uh, yeah. I, but yeah, I, I think if I encountered a warhead now, I could maybe have one. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, an insane I mean, amount. Like, they're, they're like acid. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable like a little that ball they of acid. were FDA approved. To be honest, yeah, this is like a four loco of kids' candies. Like, but nobody I knew can't about it. Whoever sold you that many warheads is is responsible for whatever <laughs> happened to you afterwards. You were overserved. Your tongue is like factory. paper thin now because yeah. all of the acid eroded it. It's so like it's imagine. like rice paper. You have to be so careful. I mean, it would like definitely strip something off my teeth because for days yeah. afterwards like my teeth would be just rougher like if oh i ran my, my tongue across my teeth or like touched my teeth to each other they would like grind a little bit more oh than normal God. <laughs> you need to be like numbed up like you're at the dentist before you go into this with everything we've ever talked about on this podcast the cum the shit everything whoa the, the, what, what the stores rough... what stores did other people go to you know most of my cat's diarrhea but um the, <laughs> the rough teeth is the first thing that's made me actually go like ew <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have a high threshold emily but this has <laughs> this has broken through <laughs> it was it was uh it was rough <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, I do think that a candy store at a mall is such like a touchdown. Like you got to go to the candy store, get your bag of stuff to walk around. Yeah. With, yeah. And then you're set. That is like a, a crucial <laughs> part of the, the visit. I mean, like that's, what around, I, that's what yeah. I was doing at like um, I, I went back to in adulthood with like Lolly and Pops. Yeah. I would always stop by Lolly and Pops and get my bag of candy to walk around the Americana with. Yeah, it was or you great. get it for the movies too. Right, I would get Emily? it for the movies, and yeah. then once Movie Pass was gone, it would just be for uh, walking around candy. <laughs> <laughs> walking around candy is a, is a very fun term. Um, <laughs> so, so Adam, when you would go, like you said, you were never never a big mall kid, but did you go like with family, or would you go hang out there with friends? What 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 was the situation? I think it was a family trip. I think it would be a family. It was a little bit like, hey, we'll go, and you can go do whatever for a little bit. You know, mm -hmm. right? I. Maybe on occasion I met friends, but, you know, I was never like, you know, when you see like a movie about teen high school culture, I was like, where was that? It didn't seem to be happening to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, there were no popular kids. Nobody really paid attention to me. I just played video games. I didn't have a lot of friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My high school friends were like, you know, they were like Sonic Youth listeners. And the, yeah. so we like went to, you know, we would go do, we would go to the all ages punk show at the rec center. Um, mm, okay. More, more mm -hmm. of that kind of thing. I'm sure we went to the mall on occasion too, but it wasn't mm -hmm. like, yeah, let's go to the mall and like, you know, gossip about trouble. Or <laughs> I don't know. Or, or exclude each other. 
Yeah. Let's go be in a very distinct group in the food court that no one can penetrate. I love um, gossiping about trouble. That's <laughs> perhaps it's still my, my favorite, favorite thing. activity. My favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> um, okay. But so when you would go, it'd be like, okay, everyone's here. Ready, break. We'll meet back in, you know, an yes. hour. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wander cool. around and do your thing. And so it was a lot of go get the candy and then mm-hmm. go get your meatball sandwich. Get the meatball sandwich. Yeah, have dinner at the food court, of course. That's that'll yeah. be our meal. Um, yeah. And then I think I would go to. Uh, I don't remember which video game store it would have been at the time, uh, but I would have gone to like a video game store and like looked at all the video games and like that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, like a like a Babbage's or GameStop or not, yeah, it wasn't GameStop yet. I think a Babbage's. I think it would have been yeah. Babbage's. Is what I'm mm-hmm. thinking about. Mm-hmm. Nice. You also said there was an arcade at the mall. Yes, there was a an arcade called Time Out Arcade, and I believe, I believe it closed in the years that I went to this mall. Um, it was okay. already. I mean, I'm uh, I'm very old. And I missed the arcade boom. You know, arcades were like yeah. a real boom in the U.S. Um, I think that like the I mean, as we know from Courtney, it was definitely the 80s. <laughs> the newest American girl who was the, the 80s American girl. You know, um, just, so there's, Adam so, knows there's so much about. to learn from yeah. the American girl books. And we know that the arcades That's how we were absolutely that... thriving in the 80s. <laughs> All the history I know about is from the from that book (laughs) Uh, i'm so sad i missed arcades i missed proper arcades i mean is it okay to confess i do travel i've been to japan (laughs) all right so i'm sorry that i've now exposed that i've been to two uh eastern asian mega cities in my life thank you for apologizing for for your traveling And I've been doing it during COVID. No, this was years ago. Um, <laughs> but uh, they, they have arcade culture is still alive and well there. Um, and one of the things that really blew my mind was uh, we were like staying in you know, a small hotel and next door there was an arcade and it was just like a little hole in the wall arcade. And there's just guys in there smoking and practicing <laughs> rhythm games. You know, like like practicing the drumming game or like you know, Dance Dance. Dance Dance Revolution wasn't one of the big ones, but games like that. There's like that's a whole mm-hmm. genre of game. And it was like, uh, it was almost like a bar type atmosphere. It was like a yeah. dive bar arcade. And I was like, oh, I've read about this. This is what arcades were. And they, they were the big ones too, with the more Dave and Buster's Chuck E. Cheese atmosphere. But there were also like these, you know, sort of dirty, grimy, like places where you put mm-hmm. a quarter in, you know, there's something seedy <laughs> about it. And I was like, this is yeah. fucking awesome. And it sucks <laughs> that that arcade experience is extinct in the U.S., because it's very yeah. intimate and very much like, okay, yeah, you could tell these guys had their machine. They go there like every night, put their time in, they practice, they know the other guys who are there, they compete with each other. There's probably a monthly tournament or something like that. Like that shit's cool. Th- but this timeout was just like, it was just a big room full of flashing lights and you go wander around and pretend to play the games. I Even think, if you didn't yeah, have a quarter, you put your hands like on a picture. joystick. And- when we picture arcades, I mean, that other one sounds like the wife is just at home being like, you're going out again to the arcade. You're always yeah. at the arcade. You're never home. You're always at the dive arcade. You're and always I just playing never Pac-Man. What about playing me? <laughs> I'm your Mrs. Pac-Man. Ms. Excuse me. Um, Paige, please don't be anti-feminist on our podcast. We don't need to know whether she's married or not. It's but not important. She is. So... 
That's but she thing. doesn't define herself by it. She defines herself with her bow. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking up a uh, 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 Smith Haven mall mm-hmm. and they do have a few interesting things that I feel like I don't see out here. Um, there's like a Cinnabon, but it's, it's combined with a Carvel ice cream. Mm. Is that like a an East Coast ice cream place? <laughs> I don't know. We, I, um, I you might know Carvel. We have Carvel. We do. There was a period in the mid two thousands where celebrities loved the Carvel ice cream cake. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay. So that's just I've just never seen Cinnabon hang Are out you? with anyone else other than Auntie. I, I don't think they're typically so... attached to Cinnabon though. But we do have Carvel and then... Cinnabon is cheating on Auntie Anne. Uh, Lindsay Lohan's mom at one point got a Carvel um, black card, <laughs> which was a thing that they were handing out to celebrities. And then they took away... which was, You could get like unlimited Carvel and then they took away her Carvel black card. Oh, oh my this God. Was, this was quite a few years ago. Dina. <laughs> Dina so. I haven't wow, been Emily. to this mall in years. In, mm-hmm. in well over a decade, two decades, so I can't speak to whether that existed. I mean, I do remember your Auntie Anne's and your Cinnabons, but these places never had any appeal for me. I was never... Not, a, not a Cinnabon with, kid? With the Warheads. Yeah, I was busy with the Warheads. I was like, this is like a big... I'm going to order a whole cake or something? Yeah. <laughs> was there also... Was the Newberry Comics there when you were when you were going? No, I don't believe so. I'm scrolling through the stores now. And they also do have a, a place where you can go get a mammogram, uh, which you don't see at every mall. Uh, they have an FYE still, which blows my mind whenever you still see that. In a a mall. mammogram? Yeah, you can go. There's a place called Pure Mammography. Uh, it's right. a doctor's office within the mall. Um, which I was like, wow, the convenience, you know, you could go stop in for <laughs> go your pick exam, up, pick up a, <laughs> a blouse and then get your, your boobies squished. <laughs> you can do both in an hour. There yeah, that's a, the mall. There was not a Newberry <laughs> Comics. There was, I believe, I remember looking at like copies of like Milk and Cheese. Do you remember that comic from the, no. like, like, you know, sort of 90s. Mi- 90s mainstream indie comics mm-hmm. and i believe that would have been at a hot topic or hot topic type <laughs> store okay gotcha okay where, where it was the, it was also the kind of store that sold all those do you remember all those shirts that were about a girl named emily that it was like emily the, emily strange. the strange emily the strange i yeah yeah when i was in my hot topic phase i thought i was like oh hell yeah emily the strange her name is emily <laughs> years later someone one time when we were being introduced i was like yeah emily and he was like like emily the strange <laughs> i was like this yeah is, i guess these are very like so. edward gory light right sure. yes. they were they were like emily the strange she kills she killed a cat or some shit like that like, she, what, I what she do? i cat. believe she has a cat which <laughs> i also now have a cat so. yeah wow you're fully becoming the, the emily parallels the strange. just don't stop what did she do that was so strange what, um, they were like almost little comic strips like on yeah. the shirt of like, here was something Emily will do. I think she was just like goth and we just had to like believe it. <laughs> yeah. You know, believe they were just strange. like, she's goth. <laughs> well, believe me. She's Trust goth. Me. Trust Look me. Look at her outfit and her hair. <laughs> she's clearly goth. Um, <laughs> there was an Emily the Strange Nintendo DS game. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. they really... I believe so. I mean, I just saw a picture of it. Unless it's wow. there have to be. No, I'm sure it's so. real. I wonder what you did. 
There's it, a period. There was a period where like everything had a DS game. I feel like yeah, there, like, there were a ton of DS games. It's called. It was called Emily the Strange Strangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, gotta get my hands on that. 2011. <laughs> wow, that's pretty oh, late. That's, oh, that is that much is later than I would think. That very is very late. Shockingly yeah. late. That was a last ditch attempt to, to hold on Who to her knew? popularity. That I, is. <laughs> I remember at this shop. Now it could have been a hot topic. It could have been a Pacific Sun. Okay. A I think I think at the time it was called. I, now it's called Pac Sun. I believe at the time it was Pacific Sun. Pacific Sun Company or whatever. Yeah. And um, I remember buying an incredibly shiny silver short sleeve button up shirt that I wore <laughs> to school. That was silver. just so loud. It was like it was reflective. This shirt. That is not usually a color I think of when I think of shirt options. <laughs> yeah, silver. I know. <laughs> And people were just like, wow, you're extremely visible. You look like one of those men who, who uh, paints himself silver at the beach and, and <laughs> acts like a robot. That's so cool. People were like, this kid wants attention. I also, we'll him. I also at the time would gel my hair into spikes, which didn't really work. I need a ton of gel because my hair is very thin and, and sort of, you know, like more of a quaff. Mm-hmm. And then whatever brand of gel I used would constantly sort of flake off. So there yeah. would always just be like flakes of gel everywhere. Um, yeah. It was mm-hmm. it was a bad situation. Uh, I mean, that's what being a teenager is all about. Is it's not- about flaking and wearing weird shirts. <laughs> just anything because it's like all day. It's like, what, you're just going to sit in class and not show everyone how cool you are? Like, I don't know why you would waste that opportunity. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> the mall did this stuff to me. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you would go and go. That's an opportunity, and that's for me. the beauty of the mall. Yes, <laughs> we often. Yeah, I think we last week were talking about. You know, you shop for a personality at the mall. You go, oh, maybe this is my vibe now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, uh, but you were so you so you were. What would you describe as? I'm trying to piece together what um, this look means. <laughs> you were so you you were friends don't, with kids. Don't do it. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, no, go for it. Go for it. I was trying to piece it together because you said okay, you would go like your friends would go to a, a concert. Like you're they're cool. So you were trying to kind of like be that that vibe, kind of punk, kind of like what. Well, <laughs> I guess I don't know what yeah. I was trying to do. I was okay. just like, "This is a shiny shirt, man." Yeah. I don't know. Maybe someone will comment on my shiny shirt if I buy this. Got it. Okay, cool. I don't think I really had thoughts or ideas about yeah. beyond that. I, I had no vibe. I mean, I was like, I was definitely aware of being marketed to with all the goth stuff, and I was like, "This is dumb." Like, I, yeah. I, I could tell that this was a this was a a thing that was being. You know, there's all the kids who are in the corn bucket hats when I was in mm-hmm. high school. Um, that sounds just like, cool as hell. <laughs> no, these get corn bucket hats and big jeans and chain wallets, and they were like mean boys, mean teen boys, and like wow. this is dumb. I just realized um, that corn actually has something in common with the store we're going to talk about today, which is the oh, backwards R. Whoa! Um, incredible <laughs> segue. Kind of blowing my mind. Unless you have any other um, mall things to discuss, Adam, I think we nah. should jump into Toys R Us. Mm. Backwards R. It's a big did, store. Well, I do want to mention, we did do a whole episode of Adam Ruins Everything called Adam Ruins Malls. <laughs> of course. And, and, and so I just want to plug it if you want to go watch, because the whole series is available on HBO Max now. 
So oh, nice. <laughs> if you're rich enough to shop at luxury malls, you can definitely afford HBO Max. It is the most <laughs> expensive streaming service. Uh, but we talk about on that episode about how malls, one of the reasons they were originally belt, built was because of a change to tax law that made them tax shelters. Um, and so way more malls were built than there was demand for. And that's one of the reasons that, uh, malls are dying today across America. Uh, and other fun facts about malls, like the fact that outlet stores are not really made up of like, you know, uh, patched up, like disused clothing. It's just cheaper shit that they manufacture. Yeah. Yeah, Not to have gotten ahead of you, Adam, but we, we ruined that. We ruined outlet malls on the podcast all the time. All the time we're we're talking about that. I look, you can't ruin malls for us. Okay. I'm sorry, but you can't ruin malls for us. I'm not trying to. It's just a plug. You can't ruin malls for us. Please stop trying. Please. But no, outlet malls are just full of different lines of stuff. Yeah. So it was Um, meant to be priced that way. So yes, but I think, Okay, Toys R Us to me is a big store. I feel like there's Huge. a lot to say. I mean, big. Jeffrey the Giraffe alone it could have his own episode. So, um, but Adam, why did you want to talk about Toys R Us? I mean, this well, what an incredible marketing job they did with Toys R Us. Like it was really the height of do kids have brands that advertise to them with such laser accuracy today as <laughs> Toys R Us and say Nickelodeon. I went back and I was watching old Nickelodeon ads and Toys R Us. Th- and oh my God, the number they were able to do on us. Like Toys R yeah. Us, that place was heaven on earth. It was. Yes. I mean, was, I, <laughs> nothing could they, be better. Yeah, they were they were the toy store. I, I Reading about them today, I learned the term category killer yeah which I, did I, not I didn't know, know about that. before mm. but they're considered a category killer because it, they just had a massive advantage in the space they like wiped best down buy, all the other toy like, stores yeah mm-hmm. yep i mean so long kb toys it's over toys r us yeah. is here and we um, did go to keep i remember kb toys still existing and no more yeah well, toys r us doesn't exist either they were they were well we could save that for the end they were murdered <laughs> I mean, it is kind of impressive that like Puzzle Zoo on the promenade, which was blocks from the Toys R Us, they're still going. Yeah, they're still around. <laughs> so that's kind of impressive. Know. Yeah, they uh, ultimately, you know, they had the longevity that Toys R Us could not. Puzzle Zoo. Yeah, it's a toy store on the third street like, promenade. A lot of wooden stuff. No. Santa's workshop ass toys. No, it's like it sounds like toys. It. Okay. I used to buy my my uh, my Smurfs there when I was briefly into <laughs> collecting Smurfs. So <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so that was like the place in your mind as a kid, Adam. Oh yeah, I mean, I think my parents didn't like to go to Toys R Us because of how excited I would get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because of the, <laughs> just, just really lost it. I remember specifically. So I would go and specifically if I went to Toys R Us, it meant I would get a new video game. I would get a new mm. NES game. And that was, you know, just that was the closest I could get to coming as a child would be to get a new video game because it was so rare to get one. And it was such a new world that would be open to me every time I get a new video game. You know, they're expensive. If people forget how expensive, like they were $60 then in the nineties. Yeah. So they were really like a hundred dollars today. And like, I remember specifically getting Mega Man four or five, I want to say, and freaking out so much in the car on the way home 
that my younger sister was like, you shouldn't buy him these games anymore because he gets, <laughs> he freaks out too much. Um, and I remember so much about like, honestly, I had never had eyes for anything but video games at Toys R Us. Oh, wow, Did okay. not care a whit about anything else. And they had the tag system. I don't know if you remember this where um, they didn't have them on the shelves, obviously too expensive. They had like a picture of the game and then a little ticket mm-hmm. that you would take and you would take it up to the front counter. And that was so exciting to take the ticket and receive yeah. the video game. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a just, you know, and my it's so strange though because I remember going to Toys R Us as an adult. Uh, I was working at a job and, and someone was running a toy drive. Like, let's go buy some toys to give to kids around the holidays. And going to Toys R Us and I was like, this is the shittiest store I've ever been to. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I went to a Toys R Us like maybe a couple of years ago because I was looking for like a prop for a comedy sketch. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this like it, has it fallen into disrepair or do I just have different like am I just seeing yeah. it different yeah. now? It's probably both. I think you didn't have vision for it as a kid. You couldn't see that yeah. it was just bare metal shelving with incredibly cheap boxes of plastic crap piled up i mean yeah in (laughs) my in my like mind and my like memory like it still has this like shine to it you know like yeah i think about that sometimes just how like it was so easy to feel happy as a child (laughs) because (laughs) literally all it took was like buying like one $15 toy and you were genuinely so happy and mm-hmm. now when buying something makes you happy it comes with a bunch of baggage like you're like <laughs> I'm happy I bought this dress because it will make people like me more because I'm <laughs> sad because I think no one likes me and so it's <laughs> and so it's like then it's like people have to like you to make you happy and stuff but, but I think then you're just like, can do that too Emily, I know I feel what like you mean like and they my can judgment but is I so... think a lot of the things like I got it was truly just like I am gonna play with this alone in my room and be so happy yeah yeah, yeah totally I think some kids had cloud if they had like cooler toys like I feel like it you know cert you know there was always a girl who had like way more Barbies than you <laughs> yeah. could ever dream of yeah. and it was like I don't know like I will never have more than maybe two Barbies um, just so they, they have a friend. Um, but <laughs> she's got a whole, a whole sorority over there. Um, so <laughs> I think there is a little of that. I don't know. So you, you said Adam video games were kind of the only thing though, that you were, you were into there. No, yeah. I mean, that other. was my main obsession as a kid. Uh, you know, and, and by the way, I relate to what you said about how easy it is to be made happy. I mean, I would get happy just, driving by a Toys R Us. Yeah. Like, uh, and I'd be in the backseat of the car and go, there's a Toys R Us. They're like, ah, I, I, a little thrill. It's good um, to know it's there. Yeah. Yeah. And and I really relate to what you said, uh, Emily, because um, like, I feel like I'm chasing that feeling now with video games. Like today mm-hmm. as an adult, as a kid, video games are so rare. Today, I like we'll buy a video game that's something i will never uh, hold back because it's too expensive you know i just always buy myself as an adult because the truth is it's now not even that expensive of a hobby you know yeah uh, my main problem is i don't have enough time to play all the video games i buy <laughs> yeah. um, and when i play one i can't just sink into it and enjoy it purely i'm constantly thinking how much fun am i having could i be having more fun if i played a different game <laughs> and even if i am having fun is this like an enriching experience is this like a game that 
I am interested in talking about with other people? Am I keeping up to date with the state of like video game criticism? Like, <laughs> like that's literally a way that I think because I yeah. care about the art form and all yeah, this shit, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. I can't just fucking have fun doing it. Or should I stop and, and, you know, work on some comedy or something like that? Like, there's all these other pressures. I can't have that simple pleasure. And I think that is what Toys R Us represented for kids. Totally. Was yeah. just like this pure thing that you wanted and you could purchase and get and have it. Yes. And you'd be happier than you'd ever been in your life. Yes. Well, also, I mean, <laughs> Toys R Us knew all of this because when you think about the jingle, which I'm sure many have commented on it, but there is a sadness to the Toys R Us <laughs> jingle that I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Like, <laughs> oh my God. if I grow up, I'm no longer a Toys R Us kid. Is like literally in the lyrics of that that jingle. Hey. Oh my God. <laughs> so, Paige, knew. what did you gravitate towards? Um, in terms of toys, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't feel like I was a big toy kid. I feel like we did more like arts and crafts mm. and stuff like we would make things but I did have some Betty Spaghettis mm-hmm. which I'm sure I've talked about on the podcast before and uh, talking about other toy stores but I feel like that was like the main one Polly Pockets yeah you know, that was that was the thing and also I feel like also Toys R Us they have like board games yeah so you you'd get like your copy of Sorry or whatever right at, right um, I'm sure whichever one of my friends had Mall Madness probably got it at Toys R Us. That's probably true. Like, I was so basic. I was all about, like, dolls and yeah. also little, like, play sets where there's, oh, like, okay. you know, the little scene and mm-hmm. then the little, like, guys to play in it. Like, mm-hmm. I think that was my version of, like, video games. Like, it's like, oh, my God, opening up a whole new world. <laughs> You've always been a director, sets. Emily. <laughs> but the crown jewel, I knew I had to bring this up this episode was um do you remember when life size Barbies came out? Oh yeah. <laughs> no. Um I got I one. Mean, they weren't for me, so yeah. why would I remember it? It was yeah. probably in the early, early two thousands, maybe two thousand itself or something. And it coincided <laughs> with the release of the first straight to DVD like C- CGI, not CGI, just computer animated Barbie film which I was mm. obsessed with the Barbie <laughs> movies. And it was like, she was maybe three foot something. And the whole thing was like, you can wear her, like she's wearing the Rapunzel costume. This She's Rapunzel. And you can wear her outfit too. It's also a costume for you. And I think this doll was like a Hanukkah present, a birthday present or something. I wanted it so bad. <laughs> And then I remember you, you being, wanted you wanted a sibling. I it, that was literally I remember literally being shy when I took her out of the box. And then I treated her like one of my best friends. I had human friends, but I treated this like light me-sized doll as like a best friend genuinely. She slept in my bed. And I don't know how my mom wasn't fucking terrified. You have this giant doll with an almost human-sized head that your daughter is, like, talking to and acting yeah. like it's a real person. That's so scary. You it's the beginning doll- of a horror film, yes, for sure. Yes, that doll is was accursed. It, was it Barbie proportion? Like, was it um, an adult woman I'm who was the remember. size of a child? Or was it, like, a, yes. a child Barbie? No, she had boobs It was a doll, yeah. Because I, I remember a friend of mine had one, and I remember that she kept it under her bed, and I thought that was scary, too. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> laying under the bed or I started lying. dressing her um, in my old dresses <laughs> was the other oh. thing <laughs> it was so creepy 
<laughs> but I was genuinely like, this woman is one of my best friends in the world. How dare you speak ill of her? <laughs> I mean, I think, okay, also, um, Toys R Us, it, where I lived, was more of like, um, it was in like a shopping center. Okay. Um, not like in the mall. Uh, oh, yeah. No, this is big box store style. This yes. one is now in REI. So it was a big, big space on Whoa, 4th Street, dude. right above the promenade, like uh, yeah, 4th I mean, in Arizona or something. Yeah. In retrospect, Toys R Us was really just like a toy warehouse that they let <laughs> yeah. you into and put some cash registers in front. Like, yes. there was nothing to it. It was just this big open room. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, like, very, again, very, like, a weirdly bare bones experience. But, wait, okay, I, I've, I have to talk, I have to talk about this. Did you guys, I, I emailed you about this beforehand, Paige. Yeah. I, was, I just have to get this in. Please. Nickelodeon, one of the other great kids' brands. Uh, which, yes. by the way, I uh, have recently hosted a game show on Nickelodeon, so I participate in the Nickelodeon brand. And let me tell you, still love it. I mean, holds up. Uh, but Nickelodeon, which at the height of its powers, had this event called the Super Toy Run. Remember the Super <laughs> Toy Run? I, I did don't not. Know okay, so this was a contest. This this is like all of '90s kids culture coming together to form just like a tumor <laughs> of malignancy. In terms of this, like this uh, hyped up excitement kids had. So this was an event where it was a contest. Just Nickelodeon covered ran. in slime. The winners were given a chance to run through a Toys R Us for five minutes and take. Sometimes it can't be toys, but in my memory, a Toys R Us, uh, and take anything that they wanted off the shelves for five minutes while other kids chanted and screamed at them. Uh, and they would televise it. They were, there were commercials leading up to it. You can enter the contest. You know, then then there have been like retrospectives with kids who like did this. Like, what was it like? Like they, they there was like a week long event for them, and they would like give their school a bunch of shit to like make it seem like it was somehow positive. But like it was really just like this kid again. In your view, in my view as a child, died and went to heaven. You know, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, holy shit. <laughs> and, and I have my own strategies. I was like, if that was me, I would run to the video game section and I would just grab all the video game tickets. Like, because those are worth so much money. And I would just take handfuls yeah. of them. What are you doing with the board games, you moron? Those are 15 bucks <laughs> each. Go to the video games. It's like watching Supermarket Sweep and being like, yeah. well, obviously you need to go. Like, it's like how everyone on Supermarket Sweep gets all the turkeys or whatever, like the most expensive <laughs> item. You were playing the same strategy. You were like, you got to go over yeah. there, man. It's but worth the, the most. The most bang for your buck. But the difference <laughs> is Supermarket Sweep was a game. <laughs> Where there was yeah, a you don't goal. keep the groceries. This was not a game. <laughs> this was just yeah. see the kid take all the toys and then he has them and rules. owns them. That was it. If there was a store you could do that in now, what would you want it to be? Still, uh, still video games. Still <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess an Apple store, that would be obviously the best mm. return on your investment would be to just yeah. like iPhone, 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 iPhone. <laughs> um, yeah. I, it's just amazing what they were able to do to me with this advertising oh as God. a kid that I was like so, so hyped up for this event. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean that would literally be like, yeah, that would seem like the dream. Yeah. 
Yeah, it'd be like it's there's something about also like being a kid and you're just like he's like me. Like it's like <laughs> yeah. watching like a hometown hero like make it. You're <laughs> like, oh my god, he's really doing it. This is so cool. Yeah, <laughs> I would get so jealous of other kids. Actually, it was like a problem. I think this was an only <laughs> child thing. I there were a couple of years where like. If my, my mom always liked going to like, you know, plays or, you know, musicals or whatever, where I literally couldn't handle going to a musical um, or a play where there was a child in the cast <laughs> because I would get so jealous that I would cry. Um, <laughs> this is, we're really deep diving into Emily's psyche in this episode. Which that's know. like, a, that's a hor- that's a horrifying fact about me, I think. <laughs> I mean, I always felt like for me, like when I would watch like Nickelodeon and I would watch like the kids who got to be like at Universal Studios, like getting slimed. I just didn't even think, I didn't even have the thought to be jealous because it seemed completely intangible to me. I yeah. was like, how are they doing this? Maybe like, that's this different never be. because it was like they were chosen. I think with the, I think with the theater thing, I just felt like inferior. Like I'm such a fucking loser. I'm sitting here watching them and they're like in this. Mm-hmm. But the, the, that thing, it was like lottery style chosen. Here's my favorite realization though by Nickelodeon, just speak of universal studios. Cause you're like, Oh, how did they do that? And that seems so great. Right. Um, like remember Double Dare? You watch Double Dare, and at the end of every episode, the big mm-hmm. prize was a free trip to Universal Studios. Right? <laughs> I didn't realize yeah. I was in my twenties. Where was Double yeah. Dare filmed? At Universal Studios. <laughs> yes. So the audience is made up of kids who yeah. are on vacation to Universal Studios, and yeah. what do they win? Comp tickets. That's like you can come back tomorrow. Yes. It's like are they just like. Yeah, they're just like, <laughs> send us your receipts. We'll reimburse yeah. you. Like, how and is so this seems working? very achievable, right? Um, it's just like, oh, that's like, you, got, you go to Disney World, you go to Universal Studios, you could be on double yeah. there. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> that's how I always felt about the ones where it was like, you went a trip to Los Angeles. I'd be like, well, if I went, like, if I entered, what would I even fucking win? <laughs> I live here. Fuck yeah, that that's, fuck. that's fucked up. God, <laughs> I'm not even going to get the full prize. Yeah. I mean, even growing up, not in LA, but nearby, it's like I could drive there at any time. It's not like that crazy. Um, The one thing I do think we need to talk about with Toys R Us is obviously Jeffrey the giraffe. um, Yeah. An icon. An absolute Uh, icon of the the genre. And what I was thinking about in terms of my psyche as a child, I was realizing that Okay, I feel like I don't know exactly what it did to me uh, to to grow up during the period where Jeffrey the giraffe was a real giraffe um, versus a cartoon giraffe. (laughs) But I was realizing today, and I'll send, this is my favorite website. Um, This is (laughs) admascots.fandom.com, the page for uh, Jeffrey. And it shows the, the, like, the slides of like, okay, like every single other iteration of Jeffrey, he's like a cute cartoon giraffe. And then in 2001, they were like, no, CGI, real giraffe. <laughs> you know, I guess I would have had some years of still being into Toys R Us and him being the the real giraffe if that was That's, 2001. Oh, oh, like I feel like I, I definitely... definitely a picture. He wasn't even a... 
He wasn't even <laughs> like a 3D Mario style giraffe, like a Pixar yeah, giraffe. No. He's, ju- he's like he's just, just a, a giraffe. regular giraffe. <laughs> he's just a real giraffe. And the one before, which I think I must have had some time with, but like I, when I picture Jeffrey the giraffe, I guess it was maybe when I was like more like paying attention to commercials and aware of what I was watching. I picture something I'm kind of scared of. Like I feel like there was something kind of menacing about a real giraffe running around <laughs> Toys R Us. Like... <laughs> <laughs> genuinely quite scary and I've, then i love that after that they were like sorry never mind we're, we're going back to, back to the, mo- the most basic illustrated even more cartoonish like his his spots are stars now don't be yeah, scared like, him into a real okay. like flat like pe- children's yeah. book giraffe no personality no yeah. personality at all they really should have gone back to like the 88 or 1999 yeah. one i do think that all of these illustrations really like remind you of those weird little things on top of giraffe's yeah. heads okay that i thank you for bringing this up usually thinking about that much when i think of giraffes but then you look at jeffrey and you're like he looks like an alien i fully okay i'm so glad you brought this up because this is what i was thinking about too last night when i was looking this up i was like what Mm -hmm. are those (laughs) um and i feel like they're actually a lot easier to deal with in cartoon form than in (laughs) in real form i feel like that's what made me like notice it i was like oh god but they're called like um they're called and maybe i'm mispronouncing it but ossicones so they're like horns but they're so they're they're ossified cartilage and they're like different shape they're for male and female they're so weird. And the nineteen sixty five Jeffrey, who looks like a a sex pest, he has like his are like long and like he flat does. at the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't Which even look is, like the real thing at all. I think that's incorrect. I was reading that the male ones are the ones that have the like round thing on the top. Um, yeah, he does have a real like stare to him. <laughs> it's really unsettling. <laughs> and a little like know. one of those little smiles. Which is Giraffes like, also have a very like <laughs> hello, a very tender expression. Like it's they're almost regarding you too much, you know, in the in their look. <laughs> They're a little. <laughs> yes. They have very lush eyelashes they as well. They do. They have gorgeous yeah. eyelashes. They really yes. are like. Sometimes I think about giraffes. One and of I'm the like, most beautiful. I really live on the same planet. Like those are from Avatar. Like th- like those are real. <laughs> like, why are we making up? What, what, yeah, what is it's James very Cameron weird. doing trying to make up fake animals when we got better ones right here on Earth <laughs> that we could just be thinking about more often? Yeah, man. I and, really. Um, I also am wondering why it's a giraffe. I don't know what the relationship yeah. like to toys is. I don't know either. Maybe they were just like. Maybe it was yeah. just like he's a goofy animal. Um, at the yeah. Living Desert Zoo, um, you can you in can Indian wells you can feed them, and they have those long black tongues. Yep, they wrap their black tongues around the around the carrot. It's really fun. You go. Oh, you go. Did Jeffrey talk? Um, I did. I just. Uh, did he talk? That's a great question. I don't remember him talking. I don't remember either. He has quite a large mouth for not ever saying a word. Maybe he did. He must maybe not. Have. I don't know. But I just remember. I feel like the commercials show him like in the store, which I guess it draws attention to like how huge the store yeah. is that like he can run around or whatever. Maybe that's um, it. Um, maybe that's it. I'm really not sure. Should we read um, some of this? Uh, 
Oh yeah. So Our on Jeffrey's Jeffrey's wait the fandom article yeah. for Jeffrey. For some reason, okay. So f- initially he was called Doctor G Raff. Doctor. Okay. Um. But why uh, is he a doctor? It, why I is he a doctor? Know. I don't know. But <laughs> this page claims that um it says he was later renamed as Jeffrey and would be seen having a wife and two children, which I don't think I ever saw. No, who are his wife and two children? My God. And then it yeah it says he used to be hand drawn. He became CGI. And then it lists and I'll never understand. This okay. must have been just like various commercials or whatever. I think we have to we have to. But read. It, it you lists, read you read friends and allies and then all okay read these people are all listed as Jeffrey the giraffes friends and allies and I have to say after each one in parentheses it says formerly uh, so it says Mario SpongeBob Sonic Paddington Brown Luigi humans Ninja Turtles Jimmy Kimmel everyone on Earth. And Thomas the Train, all formerly friends and allies, according to this, and of his, Jeffrey uh, the his Giraffe. current enemies, because it does not say formerly after any of these, are <laughs> Mario, Sonic, SpongeBob, everyone on Earth, Thomas the Train, Ninja Turtles, Paddington Brown, Jimmy Kimmel, humans, and Luigi. Now, is this because this he is just somebody's like, no longer? This exists? is just somebody's weird don't. idea. <laughs> like this is just a strange person did a weird <laughs> thing on here. Uh, I'm gonna look on the wiki history. Yep, someone yeah. just added this. Someone with the IP address. 90.240.100.26.65. Yeah. You know who you are. <laughs> what else did they edit? Um, like, this is just a very, this, this is just a you, fucked man. up wiki, wiki page. I'm curious what oh, the yeah. hell this person's idea was. Um, I mean, it yeah. just makes him sound like one of those people who gets like really close to someone for a period of time. And then months later, it's like, oh, yeah, we had a falling out. And it's like, the common <laughs> denominator here is you. It's, it's Why you. It do does you say, keep by the making way, fast friends with people and then something weird happens? You know, there you're is, toxic. There, Jeffrey is a toxic. There is comments or there are comments on this page and someone asked, does Jeffrey talk? And someone said in some commercials, yes. Okay. So we, we may have our answer. Oh there. my God. Yeah. Somebody commented. People... <laughs> Go for it. RIP him and Toys R Us. So this he's was, dead. I mean, yeah. th- maybe that's why all the former Lees, because I think yeah. that's, that's what a, I'm wondering. That is a segue to the fact that Toys R Us went bankrupt and no longer exists. Are there still extant Toys there R Us's? Are Two Toys R Us. So I think that what happened is like they all went out of business. And then I remember kind of hearing that like some of them were coming back. And I looked at their website and they currently list two locations. Um, I think one of them is in New Jersey and Paramus. And the other one is at the Galleria in Houston, Texas. Mm. Um, wow. So there are two Toys R Us this locations. It's like a last blockbuster situation where it's just mm-hmm. whoever owns that. Uh, whoever owns that Toys R Us is like, I'm never shutting down, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I got the rights to the name. You can't take it away from me. I'm a franchisee, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> or whatever for sure um so i guess they i don't know if they're like coming back or if they just those remained but hmm. um yeah I mean, this was it shutting down was like a famous case of like a private equity company 
buying the company and like pumping up its value and then yeah. or whatever cutting jobs and then saying oh we'll do better if we sell it for parts and just like destroying a business that you know it was like struggling but they like aggressively were just like let's just like slit its throat and drink its blood kind of shit there's yeah. a lot of there when it shut down remember, there's a lot of commentary about that about how it was like a really vile kind of wall street mm. vulture picking the corpse apart situation for toys. Um, but I thought what, one crazy thing about that was that apparently the founder this guy, Charles Lazarus, who he initially founded it as like a children's uh, furniture store. And then like noticed people would buy, buy toys. Like if he added them to like the selection and it just slowly became a toy store. But apparently he died uh, one day before the liquidation sales, uh, <laughs> oh, which I'm oh like, dude, God. Charles, how did he die? Um, respiratory failure. He was 94. Story. Um, <laughs> he was 94 years old and he was married three times, um, which I really enjoyed this. One of his wives, uh, Helen Singer Kaplan, uh, was a sex therapist, which I was like, wow. wow. Can you think of two more different professions? <laughs> wow. Um, absolutely wild. Um, he was, uh, yeah, but he founded it as like a as a children's uh, like he would sell he would sell like cribs and strollers, um, and slowly realized like if he had toys that would became the more popular thing. Where did he come up with the? Did, did this invent our us as a phrase? Like, I wonder. Yeah, because they obviously they had like babies are us or whatever. They had their like yeah. offshoots, but I think and that's the so. thing we all culturally understand, and people will say. Like, if I made a lot of spaghetti, I might be like, hey, look, I'm Spaghetti R Us over <laughs> <Yeah>. here. Or <laughs> yeah. something, I might say that. But when you pick it apart, it's like, to come up with that, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I, I really don't see an adequate explanation. Um, except the, and then also, the other thing about it that I always think is interesting is, you know, everyone loves to put the R backwards to be like, a kid wrote it. And I'm like, I don't know if kids do that. I gotta be I honest, think- they do. Yeah, when I was nannying, that was like a constant thing. <laughs> oh, how funny! Backward okay, keys. they uh-huh. totally, they totally do. Sometimes they even start on the left side of the paper, like they're writing Hebrew. but uh i I guess i always think of more just kids just do misspell things more than i think of them writing the r backwards but i've been proven wrong um so yeah that just just shout out to charles shout um, out charles you brought a lot of kids a lot of i hope he's in toy heaven yeah. Doing the super toy run <laughs> up there. That's such a sweet with, thing to imagine. St. Peter. <laughs> I mean, I kind of think, like, I'm sure that, you know, obviously this memory has, like, a filter on it or whatever, but my memory of Toys R Us and, like, the, like, peace you felt and of just, like, walking through it and looking at stuff and seeing, like, oh, my God, what's new? I think that's what the mall makes me feel now. Yeah. You know, I think there's definitely like a like you can um, kind of get lost in in a Toys R Us in the same way you can get lost. Where in the you're mall. just like, oh my god, there are so many things here that I like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can picture what would it be like if I had them <laughs> exactly. um, and never this buy them. This makes me want to. This makes me want to go to the mall, but I won't because yeah. it's dangerous. Yes. Uh, do Even we know they're all open in Los Angeles <laughs> right now? It's fucking crazy. It's really, um, really not not good. Not a good situation. Um, do we have any other thoughts on Toys R Us before we close on on a segment? Um, I feel like I've gotten everything out that I had thoughts about. 
Um, yeah, that's all I got. I think, I mean, I'm just fascinated to keep thinking about 90s kid culture. And I'm like, does that still yeah. exist? <laughs> is that still being done to kids today is still my question. I want to find out. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. I feel like Nickelodeon was so like all encompassing and same with Toys R Us. Like, I don't know if there's like a singular thing that everyone is so excited about um but maybe i'm just old i mean I don't it's know. TikTok. tiktok all the kids are on tiktok nowadays tiktok um, it is it is one of the classic stores uh, like yes. in the history of all stores whenever the earth ends toys r us <laughs> will have been one of the classics <laughs> hell yeah um okay so we're gonna close on a game uh when this comes out we'll be just absolutely deep into hanukkah and so we're going to do a Hanukkah themed uh, mall libs, which is like a Mad Libs, but for the mall. And so we pre-wrote this, Adam, and we'll just need some fill in the blanks from you. Um, have you done Mad Libs before? I know Mad Libs. Okay, fantastic. Then you know mall libs. Okay, Emily has it there. Uh, what, do, what do we need from Adam? Um, okay, so first thing I need is a geographic feature. Uh, a grassy knoll. Ooh. <laughs> Just watch JFK starring Kevin Costner. <laughs> All right, we got grassy knoll. And then I need um any any direction. Uh down. <laughs> and then I need um a noun associated with clothes. Um baggy. All right. And then I need another geographic feature. Um, a gully. All right. <laughs> I love doing Mad Libs because I know what it is, and so I'm laughing. You know, it's a it's a classic game for a reason. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, then I need um any number. Uh, should I be cute and say pie? No, I'll say. Uh, <laughs> Um, I'll say 42 in an ode to Douglas Adams. Okay. I'll do a different joke. I would have done when I was 14 years <laughs> okay, old. Okay, 42. Yeah. Then I need um, a Jewish actor. Uh, Fran Drescher, is she Jewish? Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, um, I would like to say that us doing our Hanukkah segment with a Gentile is actually us um, attempting to mainstream and normalize Hanukkah and not just that oh, okay. we didn't plan ahead far enough um <laughs> we love fran drescher she's an icon um okay, then great. we need a jewish writer oh um mm. this is a trap all of this by the <laughs> way okay just... i'm gonna pick my friend my friend Raphael bob waxberg he has a st- short story collection and i just i'm like i know he's jewish for sure <laughs> so i was like worried because i'm like wait will i be able to think of someone who's definitely Jew- i don't know who's jewish okay <laughs> it's okay i'm not one of those people who knows who's jewish <laughs> well, you're not um, a jew so you don't know everything you're, you're not constantly going people keep reminding you're me. not constantly saying did you know that person's actually jewish um you don't understand the inferiority complex i have <laughs> <laughs> to be a New Yorker who's not Jewish, okay? You don't, it's like I'm not, I'm never legit. <laughs> then we need, uh oh, another one, a Jewish singer songwriter. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, a Jewish singer songwriter. Like J- Jewish singer, you know, Jewish. This one. I, there's a there's a gimme. If you if you need to phone a friend, we're happy yeah. to help at any time. I have some. In, in, I have some. Is Lady Gaga no, Jewish? No, she's Italian. Italian. She talks about it all the oh, time. She's Italian. 
God, na- name a name a couple Jewish singer songwriters. Um, I don't want to. Jack <laughs> Antonoff. Put my foot in my mouth. Um, <laughs> Jack Antonoff is Jewish. Bob um, Dylan is Jewish. Let's say okay. Bob Dylan. That sounds great. Bob Dylan. I uh, eject, eject, Bob Dylan. <laughs> okay. So this next one is going to be upsetting to you, and I do have one prepared just in case. <laughs> Jewish athlete. Jewish athlete Sandy Koufax. That was the one I had prepared. Just okay. in case. I mean, just famous, mostly famous for being Jewish. A great pitcher, but but a uh, he was a Jewish sports hero. Yeah. So. All right. Now okay. we need an adverb. Uh, it doesn't have to be a Jewish. <laughs> no, it can be. It can be a non-denominational adverb and an ly. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh. Uh. Fitfully. Ooh, that works. Okay, then we need um any produce. Uh, eggplant. Okay. That's a good one. <laughs> then we need um, any store. Any store. Um, let's say the Microsoft store, just because we were talking about Apple stores, and I think Microsoft stores are fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Zune of stores. Yes, absolutely. Okay, then we need any flavor. Oh, um, I'm going to go with sour apple. Oh, okay. Call back. My favorite of the sour flavors by mm-hmm. far. Um, mm-hmm. So then we need another number. Um, okay. I'm going to say uh, negative three. All right. <laughs> is that is that too no, cute? No, it's I fine. It's just the right the amount spirit. of cute. That's the spirit of, <laughs> of Mad Libs, I think. You got to go wacky. <laughs> then we need another store. Okay. Um... Uh, build a bear workshop. Hell yeah! <laughs> All right, then we need any food. Um, meatball parmesan sandwich. <laughs> I love that this is a culmination of the episode. This is great. <laughs> it's like a summary. Like you only have to listen to the last five minutes. Yeah, this is the Cliff's notes <laughs> on this episode. And um, then any food filling. Mmm. Um. Oh, what am I thinking of? <laughs> What's in a cannoli? Uh, uh, like cream. Lady Gaga would know. Um, she would know. <laughs> I don't know though. Like a sweet. Uh, let's just let, call cannoli, it cannoli filling. filling. Yeah, I think that that's that's sufficient. And then uh-huh. we need um, any like relative, like not a name, but like a a type of relative. Sure. Um, uh, step uncle. And then we need um, any year. 1947. <laughs> you had that ready. Oh. I don't know. Um, I don't know. An adjective. We are only halfway through. Uh, this is our longest segment. <laughs> this is what happens if you come on near a holiday on Mall Talk. Um. All right. I do have a call. <laughs> uh, okay, another adjective. Um, simply. Okay. And then any number. Uh, one. Any celebrity doesn't have to be Jewish. Dustin Hoffman. Is he Jewish? I don't know. Think so. Is he? If so. Oh, he might be one of those people everyone thinks is yeah. Jewish, but isn't. Yeah. Do people if think so, he's I look forward to going, did you know Dustin Hoffman was Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not sure. <laughs> 
He literally just came to mind for some reason. He is Jewish. Oh, wait. Simply is an mm. adverb. We need an you adjective. You could go simple. Simple. Oh, adjective. Do you want simple. Simple. Okay, so then we need simple. another adjective. Okay. Um, loquacious. Ooh. Okay. Um, any Jewish person you personally know, you kind of already used yours, but <laughs> you need another. This, this is really a test. Do you You're- know two Jews in comedy? I mean, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say my I'm gonna say my girlfriend Lisa Hanwalt just to prove <laughs> that I am progressive. And then we need um, another adjective. Um, smelly. Okay. Classic. And then we need ribs. a fictional Jewish character. <laughs> so, so it's someone who. In the world of fiction, like yeah, a Jewish. character who's like, Jewish, a character who's Jewish. Um, Just think of like this. This is there's a lot of Jewish characters. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Maisel, um, very fictionally Jewish, um, right? But now I want to think. Of, okay, put in Mrs. Maisel, <laughs> the marvelous. I was like, but I want to think of somebody. I'm struggling Ms. too much. Dad. Um, <laughs> Um, okay, and now any any job title? Any job title? Uh, ad man. Okay. <laughs> okay, and then any number again? Uh, ninety-seven. And you're, 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 any you're. any first name? Uh, Daryl. <laughs> and then any leisure activity? Um, decorating. That's that's a job. Flower arrangement. <laughs> I mean, that is also a job, but 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 it okay, is also true. a leisure activity. Um, so I'm gonna. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. 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 Fishing. <laughs> Fishing. <laughs> Fishing. That's also a yes. job. But it also be turned much into a leisure jobs. activity. Um. Okay. Now, like any yeah. emotional reaction that someone could have. This is the hardest test I've ever <laughs> taken. <laughs> <laughs> Any emotional reaction, desperation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we need maybe we we need something that like someone would like do, like less of like a feeling and more like if someone was reacting to something, like how, what would they physically be doing? Oh, okay. Uh, they would uh uh, uh sweat. Okay. <laughs> flop sweat. Make it flop sweat. That's clearly an okay. Reaction. Perfect. And now um, the last one is any adjective. This could seriously be a like a like a big budget NBC game show where it's competitive <laughs> Mad Libs and they have to say something really quickly and it just goes on and on and, never ends. and then Ken Jong makes fun of them <laughs> on every single one of those shows. Ken Jong, uh, wonderful career, uh, jealous of him. Um, it was an adjective. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh Small. All right, we are ready to read our Hanukkah tale. 2020. I can't wait. All right. Oh my gosh. It was the last night of Hanukkah when I walked into my favorite mall, the Down Grassy Knoll Baggy Goalie. They were having their <laughs> nightly lighting ceremony for the 42 foot tall menorah. Each night, they were having a Jewish celebrity guest light the candle. They'd had everyone Fran Drescher, Raphael, Bob Waxberg, Bob yeah. Dylan. On the first night, I was lucky enough to get Sandy Koufax to sign my dreidel. 
(laughs) (laughs) Everyone was fitfully waiting to see who the special guest would be on the final night. On my way to the ceremony, I decided to stop for a few last-minute snacks to nosh on. First, I went into the Microsoft store to get eggplant sauce and sour <laughs> apple cream for my latkes. That honestly <laughs> almost works. That's almost exactly... Yeah, that's, when you said sour <laughs> apple, I was like, if you had just said that for the sauce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was negative three degrees. Again, this works too. So, mm. so I knew they wouldn't spoil. <laughs> I also, wow. You were too good at this. Um <laughs> I chose things that this is the goal of competitive <laughs> Mad Libs is to come is to have a Mad Libs yeah. that's not funny and makes perfect sense. I also stopped into Build-A-Bear to get some meatball Parmesan sandwich oil to fry my cannoli filling filled donuts in. It sounds <laughs> yeah, but the cannoli delicious. Filling it should be in donuts. I know that it sounds good. really good. Yeah. <laughs> but there's oil made of meatball Parmesan sandwiches. That's pretty weird. That might be tough. I yeah. know this all sounds a little unconventional, but it's been tradition in my family since my step my step uncle started doing it in 1947. <laughs> <laughs> your step uncle loved sour sour apple cream <laughs> with my supplies in tow i walked over to the simple menorah rude where the one <laughs> where the one people were clamoring for the best view <laughs> the, ho- <laughs> the host for the night dustin hoffman took the stage to introduce tonight's special guest there was a lot of chatter amongst the attendees speculating who it might be one loquacious man next to me, again, this works, uh, <laughs> said he'd heard it was Lisa Hanawalt. I thought, mm. wow, that would be huge for her. I wanted him to be right, but I knew he was not. The smelly child next to me said he hoped it was Mrs. Maisel, and I said, get real, kid. His mother and her ad man heard the interaction and led the kid away from me. <laughs> Finally, it was the moment. Dustin Hoffman announced to the guests for tonight. It was, of course, <laughs> all of the Maccabees. <laughs> it was, of course, all of the Maccabees. This was unheard of. How did, how did they get them? Everyone whispered. Secretly, I knew exactly how it happened. For 97 years, I had been best friends with the main Maccabee, Daryl Maccabee. <laughs> We met at a fishing club and hit it off. I had told them about the event and suggested the family make an appearance. As they lit the menorah, everyone flop sweated, and I knew this would go down as the most small Hanukkah ever. <laughs> the most small Hanukkah ever. The I most mean, small Hanukkah. It actually does sound like it was. There was one person one clamoring. Person. There were more the Maccabees than there were than there were bystanders. Yeah, kind of awkward. They're like, you told us this was going to be a big event. <laughs> we came here for the last night of Hanukkah. <laughs> Well, thank you for doing that with us, Adam. <laughs> oh, that was so much um, fun. And hey, that's been an episode of Mall Talk. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, do you have anything you'd like to promote to to our Mall Talk listeners? Oh my gosh, I do my own podcast called Factually uh, with Adam Conover. I interview incredible experts from around the world of human knowledge. It's a funny and fun uh, interview show where you learn something and you laugh. That's the show. Hell yeah. Um, so find that. Give it a listen. And uh, hey, while you're in the podcast app, leave us a review. We love the yeah. reviews. Um, it helps. It helps. See, Adam It knows. really does help. <laughs> um, we've gotten some great ones recently. Um, email us questions, et cetera, at malltalkpod at gmail. 
Uh, Join yeah. our Patreon. Um, yes. And we'll meet next week um, shrunken down to meet in a Polly Pocket. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bye. see you there. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.